Welcome, beautiful people, to my Poetically Saved journey, where I'll be sharing testimonies, truths, and teachings of God. I hope to encourage, inspire, and connect with you as we spend time with God. For those of you that are new, hi, I'm glad that you could come. My name is Brianna, and for those of you that have listened before, thanks for coming back. So, for those that are new, my podcast is just what most podcasts are, just me talking, just sharing my thoughts and my ideas. I'm not really too organized with it. I just want to just share with you guys, just share, like I said, testimonies, truths, teachings, things that God is teaching me, things that um that I'm just learning, I'm experiencing on my journey. And so this week, um, the topic is going to be on choices. So this has been um, heavy in my spirit this week. But before we start, the verse of the day is coming from actually Psalm 119. Really all of Psalm 119, but for those of you that know, Psalm 119 is extremely long, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. But I'm going to be reading from verses 1 and 2, where it says, Blessed are they whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Blessed are they who keep his statutes and seek him with all their heart. So I've been reading over this psalm for these past couple of days over and over again. Um, like I said, this is the longest book in the Bible. Uh, this has 176 verses in it. And it really is food for the soul. I mean, all of the Bible is. But this really especially just speaks to about how we have to keep God's word you know, at the forefront of our mind and in our heart. And so that's why I chose that to be the verse of the day because it ties directly into what I'm talking about um, on this podcast about choices. So before we get started, I am going to pray. So dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you, well, really for this evening. And for those that are listening, Father God, I pray that they gain something from what you have placed on my heart to speak about. I pray that the Holy Spirit gives me the words to say so that I can help those in any way that I can. And I just pray that this is just a blessed time together, Lord, and that you continue to get to bless myself and those that are listening as well, Lord Jesus. In your holy and precious name we pray. Amen. So again, the topic for today is just choices. So it's been Ooh, excuse me, on my mind heavy since Monday. Um, you know, I don't like to call myself a lukewarm Christian because, you know, I stay focused on God um, and all that I do, or at least I strive to. Of course, we fall short every day. But one area where I'll say I am a lukewarm Christian is when it comes to really reading my word uh, every single day. I'll read daily devotionals and things like that, but, you know, I'll start to get consistent and I'll be like, okay, I'm going to read every single day. I'm going to read in the morning before work and I'm going to read at night before I go to bed. And usually like the first few days or even like the most, like maybe like the first like few weeks, I'm consistent and then life happens or, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm too tired or, you know, I let my emotions dictate if I'm going to read or not. Like, oh, I'm tired and I don't feel like it or I just don't feel like it and I just go through these times where it's like I'm consistent and then I fall off. I'm consistent and then I fall off. And, you know, Monday just hit me like, bruh, you really have a choice. Like, God is so awesome. God is amazing that 
He doesn't force us to do anything. God gives us free will. So you'll always have a choice in life. And so I was just thinking, like, you have a choice. So you can choose to, like, continue to be inconsistent. You can choose to continue to not be fully and completely, like, devoted in the way that you need to be. Or you can choose devotion and consistency. And, you know, that same day I read a daily devotional that was talking about consistency and how, you know, everybody strives to be consistent, whether it's with exercising, eating healthy, whether it's with staying, you know, being the steward over your finances. Everybody's always striving to be consistent. But that's one thing that a lot of people, like most of us, can't, you know, stick to. And I was just thinking, like, you know... Think about all the things that, you know, we can stay consistent with. Like, we can stay consistent with watching, you know, our favorite TV show. We know it comes on, like, we know the day it comes on TV. We know what time. And we're sitting there front line and center faithfully. If you're like me, I have Netflix and Hulu. I don't watch live TV. So that's even, like, worse because you can sit there and binge for literally hours watching that. And it's like, you know, we, we pick and choose. Like, we have a choice of what we want to devote our time to. And it came to me as well when it comes to relationships and how, you know, when it comes to our friendships, when it comes to, you know, the people that we love, whether it's family or whether it's like a romantic or if it's business, like we make sure that we stay consistent, that we keep our word with these people, that we strive to make sure it's a healthy relationship. You know, if you and your friend get into an argument, for the most part, most people try to right that wrong. They try to, you know, make amends and apologize and just make things right because they value that relationship. They value the friendship enough to be like, okay, you know, I was wrong. Or even if I wasn't wrong, I'm going to apologize. I'm going to make amends and make this right. And it's like we do that with so many different relationships in our lives. And we put in so much work to keep relationships good and to keep them healthy and to keep them strong and you know lasting because we don't want to lose these relationships that we value so much but then it's like when it comes to God and I can't say all of us but I I can say like when it comes to God like for me it's like I have to be like completely honest with myself and say can you say that you've always been the exact same way with your relationship with God like that you've always poured in all that time and, and devotion and effort every single day to to maintain it and to make sure that you're doing all that you can to be the best person in that relationship that you can and I had to honestly say no like I I haven't and that's what on Monday I was like well you know what I'm going to you know I'm going to make this choice to stay consistent to stay devoted to God because God is the most important person in my life genuinely and truly God is my best friend. His relationship means the most thing, means the most to me. It's the most important thing to me. And so I think that the reason why sometimes we take advantage of our relationship with God is because we know that God is so forgiving and he's so graceful and he's so loving and merciful that we know that if it's like, man, you know, I was reading consistently, then I fell off. We know that if we come to God and that if we ask for his forgiveness and we genuinely mean it, that God is, is, is going to forgive us. That even when we do fall off, God, you know, doesn't condemn us. He doesn't write us off. He's still right there with us. He's still trying to help us to be better and to do better. He's still, you know, showering us with blessings and with grace and with favor every single day that we wake up. And it's like, I feel like deep down, we know that. And 
we don't intentionally mean to take advantage of it, but that's that's what happens as a result of being like, oh, I'm, you know, fearfully and wonderfully made by God. I know that God loves me more than anything. You know, Jesus died on the cross for me. Like, this is just it's an abundance of love. It's an, an eternal love that, you know, no man can separate us from the love of God. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. And so with that being said, it's like sometimes you just... Or sometimes I, you know, with not without even realizing that that's what I'm doing is that I, you know, take advantage of that. And it's just like, I don't want to take advantage of God's, you know, love um, or take it for granted and just be like, oh, well, you know, I don't have to read today or whatever. If I don't read today, then, you know, it's fine. It's fine because, you know, God, God know my heart. God, he know my heart. And, you know, God is going to forgive me because God loves me. I was at the third and it's like, yeah, he does love you and he does know your heart. And like I talked about in my previous podcast, the heart is deceptive. So by you saying, oh, God, know my heart. Like, yeah, God knows that we have a lot of, you know, um, we have a lot of things within our heart that aren't of him you know like the heart is very deceiving because your heart can say oh you know I just love this person and you know I'm gonna be with this person because I love them but that person could be toxic for you that person could you know be the opposite of what God wants to be in your life but if your heart is telling you one thing most of us like to be like follow your heart but you have to be careful with following your heart if it's not lining up with God's word if it's not lining up with what God is telling you to do so like I said, it always comes back down to choices. And I was just like, you know what, God, I'm deciding today. This was on Monday. I'm deciding today that I'm going to make the choice. Like I make the choice every single day to, you know, watch whatever, to eat whatever, to do whatever. I'm going to make a choice today to, you know, be consistent when it comes to working out. I'm going to be consistent when it comes to eating healthy. I'm going to be consistent when it comes to especially spending time in your word every single day. And not just sitting there and reading the words and be like, okay, I read my three chapters for the day, so I'm good to go. Because I realized, like, the, the past few weeks, I, you know, I have been reading more consistent, consistently. But when I read on Monday, after I made the choice, I was like, God, I'm going to do better. Like, I'm choosing to do better. I'm choosing to be devoted, to dedicate my time and my life to you, to really make the choice every single day to be consistent with this just being consistent when I was reading I could tell that I was absorbing it in my heart in my mind and my spirit way more than the past couple of weeks before because it's just like the words were jumping off the page and I was just receiving so much revelation and I've read Psalms so many times but at that point I realized like I was more focused on on really spending time with God and not just being like, oh, I spent time with you today, God, check it off my list. Like I wasn't just focusing on making sure that I could check off my list, that I spent time with God, that I read the word and that, you know, I'm, I'm good to go because your relationship with God isn't about checklist. Like he's not concerned with, okay, I read five chapters today and I read three devotionals and I prayed two times and, you know... I'm I'm good to go. I already did my three things like that are on my to-do list with when it comes to God. So, I'm good to go. God doesn't care about that. Like God cares about our heart. Like is your heart really trying to be devoted to me? Is your mind focused 
on me and my word? Is, is, your, is my word hidden within your heart? Is, is your spirit striving every single day to grow stronger so that it can overpower your flesh as you wake up every single day and you have to battle your flesh every single day? Like, is your spirit getting stronger and my word stronger in who I am and who we are together so that when, you know, things of the flesh come up, when sin tries to tempt you and things like that, the flesh is going to be so much stronger that it won't give into it. That's what God is focused on. It doesn't like it doesn't do you any good to sit there and be like, I read my five chapters of the day. But if you walk away from that word or, or from his word and you literally can't recall three things genuinely that you just read and then not only just recall it, but apply those things to your life, but really meditate on it like throughout your day then what's the point of you reading? It's just words on a page. And that's what I realized was happening. Like the past couple of weeks is like, I've just been reading just to read. And, you know, I've had the intention on gaining, you know, on receiving God's word. Like that really was, that's always my intention when I read. Don't get me wrong. Like I always intend on getting revelation, on getting better understanding. But I just wasn't focusing as intently as I could have been, as I used to do. And, you know, I've had times where I've been extremely consistent and I've woke, woken up, um, you know, an hour earlier before work than I had to so that I could spend at least 30 minutes with God starting off my day. At nighttime, I was doing it. And it was such a shift in my perspective throughout the entire day. Like, it, was, it shifted a lot. Like, my heart posture was different. You know, the way that I thought about things was different. Um, the way that... You know, like when things would come up against me, I would see things differently because I'd be like, oh, this is, you know, this is the enemy. Especially if I knew like I was at peace that day. I had joy in my heart. You know, I was just I was on cloud nine because of God. I was I was there with God and things would come up against me, whether it was small or big. I would be like, this is the enemy. So I knew exactly how to tackle it. I knew exactly what to do. And, you know, in those times, God's word would come to my remembrance and I would ref- I would reflect and meditate on it. And that would help me to overcome whatever obstacle was was coming against me that day. So I know from experience, like, what it really means to really be, like, devoted and focused on God's word and to really make the time, like, devote the time, whether it's once a day or twice a day, whether it's for 15 minutes or for an hour or two hours, like, whatever it is, to really, like, devote the time. And it all just boils back down to choices, like, you know, one of the devotions talked about um, whatever you think about most, that, that is what you, you're placing your trust in. So, you know, it was referencing that for people that worry a lot, if you're constantly thinking about your finances and if that's at the forefront of your mind all the time, that's, that's what you're placing your trust in. You're placing your trust in your finances to get you out of whatever mess you're in. You're placing your trust in something that's not God. And so instead of you focusing your mind, your heart, and your spirit in an upright posture toward God and focusing on his word, you're focusing on the wrong things. And I, that's, that's happened to me plenty of times. One thing that God definitely helped me to overcome um, at the end of last year was anxiety and worry. You know, I struggled with that basically for as long as I could really remember um 
from like a small child, I was always like an overthinker. Like I always just, I would just overthink everything. Like I would overanalyze, you know, I'd be like, okay, well, what if this happens? And then I come up with 15 different what ifs on one thing that like on one situation and there's 15 different things that could possibly happen. Like there wasn't any fact or guarantee or evidence to prove like this is what's going to happen. This is just a fact. This was just me in my head overthinking constantly. Like I, I was just overthinking so bad and I thought that it was normal. Then I got to college and you know, it was way more stressful. I was, I had way more, you know, anxiety and worry when it comes to, you know, maintaining my grades and trying to make sure I have enough money to get the things I need to get and helping out my mom who was struggling as well. Like things were just piling on more and more. And I was just more and more anxious to a point where, um, for a good, like two years, sometimes like my, my chest would get really tight and it would feel like all this pressure and it would feel almost like I couldn't catch my breath. And, um, or it would be times where my heart would beat really, really fast. And then my hands would start to shake and, it's crazy that it didn't come to me until until after I actually like overcame it that those were anxiety attacks. Like I never and it's it really like even talking about it right now it makes me just be like, "Girl, like how how did you not know that those were anxiety attacks?" But I guess like it just goes back to like you can't you can't really see a problem for what it is to diagnose it for what it is if you don't see it as a problem I didn't see that like I didn't see me overthinking I didn't see me worrying as a problem I just thought that that's just that's just how I was ever since I could remember I was overthinking I was that person that just you know I over I just everything it it didn't matter like what it was I would get really anxious and nervous and I would just you know start freaking out like my hands would like start to sweat or whatever I would just you know I would I have a nervous breakdown I've never gotten to the point where I was so anxious or I had a nervous breakdown but I was having anxiety attacks quite often and you know my first year teaching was extremely stressful because of the school environment that I was working in so they were coming more frequently way more frequently and even then I still it didn't hit me that it was anxiety but in the last season that I was in, my season of waiting, which I'm going to probably talk about next week, about, you know, all that I went through in that season of God telling me to wait and God telling me to be still, that was a time where I knew that I had to, like, I identified that I was anxious and I worried and I identified that this is not what God has for me. And I had to consciously make a choice to put down all the things that were worrying me, all my burdens at God's feet. Literally, I had to make that choice, like to, to take everything off of my shoulders and put it before him and leave it there. You know, I had a habit of putting stuff down and then I pick it back up. Like I put it down and be like, God, I'm giving it to you. I don't want to carry, carry this anymore. And then a few days later, a week or two later, I'm, I'm carrying it again. I, I didn't pick it back up. I'm stressing out again because I'm like, okay, God, I, I put it at your feet, but, you know, it's still a problem. Like, this, the problem still ain't solved. You know, I still have this issue. I still have, you know, this circumstances, whatever, this mountain I'm facing. And you're not doing anything. And that just boils back down to me wanting things to happen on my time. And 
not focusing on God's perfect timing and understanding and looking at every circumstance, every season to see what God is trying to do in me and through me and for me. And so my season of being still and waiting, I had to make that choice. You're going to either put this down and you're going to leave it at my feet and walk away from it. Or you're going to keep choosing to be anxious and to be, you know, um, to be fearful and to worry about things that you have no business worrying about in the first place. As your father, you know that I love you and I tell you in my word constantly to not be afraid, to not worry. I have not called you to live a life of worry. So put it down. And I consciously made the choice. I said, okay, God, I said, I'm going to put it down. I'm going to leave it there. And when I put it down, I left it there. And I still, of course, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have moments where I felt anxious or, you know, like moments where worry came up because you're human. God doesn't say, you know, like that it's wrong to feel anxious or to feel um, fearful or, you know, to to feel worried. Those are natural human emotions. But it's like when you begin to dwell in it, when you spend the whole day anxious, when you spend the whole week, the whole month, your whole life anxious that's not what God has called you to be if you feel anxious it's okay if that feeling comes up don't try to just don't try to push it down back into yourself and just be like oh okay God well you know being anxious is is wrong you haven't called me to be anxious I'm gonna push it down I'm not going to talk about it I'm just gonna leave it alone that just that just makes it worse and that's what I used to do is just to push it down and be like okay well God doesn't want me to be anxious I'm going to push it down I'm going to leave it alone like no God wants you to tell him like listen God I'm feeling anxious right now I'm feeling nervous um I'm a little bit scared I don't know what's going to happen right now but God I give it to you You can say all the things that you want to say tell him about all the things that you're feeling even all especially all of the negative emotions lay like give everything like pour your heart out to him because when you do that you're consciously making the choice to choose God over your circumstances, to choose God over what your situation is, to choose God over what you see. And the key word in that is choose. You're making a choice to do so. And so when you lay everything down and you tell him, God, I'm feeling like this. It was times where I would even weep. I would get, I would be on my knees, like just weeping, like just pouring out everything because I would just, you know, I'm human. And after those times that, the, that it, ugh. Excuse me. After those times where I would pour everything out, I felt so much better. I literally would feel the weight was no longer on me. My spirit felt light. My heart felt at peace. I felt at peace and I felt joy filled because I chose to give it to God. And I chose to let it go and trust in God, knowing that he has my best interest at heart and knowing that he already has a solution He has already made a way for the problem with the situation to be solved. So in that season, I chose to give up my anxiety to to really let it go and not pick it back up. And I chose peace and I chose joy. And when I tell you that was the most peaceful and joyful I've ever been in my life, ever. And when I explain to you all that was happening in that season in the next podcast, you'll really understand that the peace and the joy that I had, of course, peace and joy comes from God, but at that peace and that joy I had was being, um, was being, what's the word? It was, it was growing stronger. I'll say that it was growing stronger 
and stronger in me. Of course, because peace and joy, those are one of the fruit of the spirit. So it was just growing, growing, excuse me, stronger and stronger within me, within my heart, within my mind, within my spirit, where I literally like was just peaceful, was just joyful. When people around me was worried about stuff and, oh, I don't know how it's going to work out, blah, blah, blah. And I would just be like, listen, can I control it? No. Can I do anything about it? No. Have I done all that I can do to try to, you know, fix this situation? Yes. Did it work? No. So at this point, I can either choose to be anxious over things I can't control which literally does not add any time to your life. It just drains you. Or I can choose to be at peace and just have joy in my heart and just be like, God, you know what? Yeah, it's a struggle. And you know what? Yeah, all this stuff, this chaos is all around me, but you're with me. So whether I'm in the middle of the storm or whether I'm, you know, peaceful in in this boat with you and the waters are just still as ever, just beautiful. It doesn't matter like where you're at. God is always with you. It doesn't matter if you're in the worst of the worst storm you can possibly think of. God is right there with you. He's never left and he's never going to leave. And it comes down again to choice. You have to choose God over everything. It's God over everything. There is, there's nothing else that could, there's nothing else that you can fill in that blank to say blank over everything besides God. You could, you could say money over everything, but money comes and goes when you die Money's not going with you when you die. Money's not going to save your life. So you could say that. You could say, you know, living my best life over everything and just being like, I don't care. I can just do whatever. You could say, I'm living my best life doing what I choose over everything else. You you can say that, but that's still not going to save you. That's like when you're dead and gone, those things aren't going to save you. God is the only thing that you can say. God over everything else. Literally. God over everything else. I don't care if it's family. I don't care if it's friends. I don't care if it's your your husband. God is number one. God is number one. He has to be number one in every part of your life. And the more struggles and trials I have endured and gone through, the more... I really and truly understood what that means to have God number one in every area of my life. Every area, relationships, finances, career, um, you know, I can't even think of if anything else. Those are like the main things I can think of. Relationship, finances, career, you know, just, just everyday life. God has to be number one above all else. That's just it. That's just it. On period. Yes, I did. I I really did say that because nothing is greater than him and nothing can save you but God. Nothing and no one can save you but God. So if you're in a financial bind, if you just lost your job, if you're, you know, like on the verge of losing your home, whatever the case, like whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is. Because if you believe in God, if you have accepted, accepted him as your Lord and Savior, and if you believe that he lived, died, and rose again for you, then you have been saved. And God is your savior. God is your, so that means that God is your everything. So you have to put him first in everything. And when you put God first in everything, things become a lot easier. And no, the storms don't get easier per se. 
you just get stronger. And I've heard that so many different times, like, you know, struggles don't get easier. Life doesn't get easier. You get stronger. And it wasn't until I had to go through some really difficult stuff, like some really difficult seasons. And it was back to back to back when I was going through these things, like literally back to back to back from 2017 up until now I was going through stuff like it was just difficult seasons. But as I look back in hindsight, what God was doing in the previous season was making me stronger in my character and my faith, building me up in that season so that when he elevated me to that next season, all the things that I had built, all the things that he had poured into me, all the, the things that he had pruned out of me, prepared me for that next season. So I was stronger. I was better. I came out of it better. I came out of the fire better. And that's what has to happen. With gold and silver, when you get out all those impurities, you got to turn the heat up, baby. Like, you got to turn the heat up hella hot. Yes, I said hella hot. Like, you have to. Because that's the only way that all of the impurities, all of the things like that aren't pure can come up out of you. And so you can't expect to grow stronger in your faith. You can't expect to grow stronger in your relationship with God, in your character, in your walk, and your purpose, unless you have been through the fire and made it out on the other side. And so in each and every last one of those seasons, I had to consciously make a choice and say, I can either choose the situation, I can either choose to let this upset me and bother me and get me down to where I want to quit and give up because it was times where I wanted to quit and give up because it was just so difficult. And it seemed like everything was just coming against me. And I was trying so hard to, you know, be the best woman of God that I could be, saying in my word every single day. And it's like the more I was in, in my word, the more I prayed, the more I was focusing on God, the more the enemy came up against me. And that's going to happen. The enemy is, is going to come at you even harder. It's going to, you know, do, um, it's going to try to trip you up even harder when he sees that you're becoming more and more devoted to God. When he sees that you're making the choice to choose God and not the world, you're choosing the spirit and not the flesh. And he don't want that to happen because when you start to choose God over everything else, you start to walk in your purpose for real, spend time in your word, and, and you start to stand um, firm on God's word. So you steadfast in your faith and your walk with God. That means that you're walking in your purpose. And that means your purpose is going to be fulfilled. And he don't want that to happen. He doesn't want God's children to fulfill their purpose because he's a loser. He's a bum. So he's, and it's so crazy because he's literally fighting a losing battle, but whatever, that's neither here nor there. But he don't, he literally, he don't want you to win. So it's like when things are hard and you're, and you're struggling and it feels as if like, man, like God, I'm struggling so bad. Nothing is changing. I'm struggling so bad. Like where is, is it ever going to end? I'm struggling so bad. I want to give up. You got to make that choice to not give up. You got to make that choice to be like, God, I'm struggling right now. I've been dealing with this for some months or even for some years. Things keep getting worse or things seem to keep getting worse. I don't see nothing in the earthly realm. But I'm going to choose you. I'm going to choose to focus on you and put my faith and my trust in you. I'm going to choose to remember that just because I don't see things happening here in the earthly realm does not mean that things are happening in the spiritual realm. And we're going to talk about that in the whole other podcast because that's, that has to be by itself. But you got to choose God every single day. 
And when you choose God, you choose his word. Like that it just it, it's hand in hand. When you choose God, you choose his word because the word of God is his is one of his gifts to us because of, of course, the greatest gift he's ever given us is his son. The sacrifice of his perfect son's blood for us, for our sins. But his word is so important. His word is literally like it, it says that God's word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. This world is dark. And granted, we live in the world, but we don't have to be of the world. But when you live in the world, it's darkness everywhere. Literally darkness. Everywhere you go, you're, you're seeing it on the news, social media. You're seeing it on TV. You're seeing it in public. It's darkness everywhere. And if you don't have God's word as your light to guide you in this darkness, to keep you on the, the straight and narrow path that he has for your life, that he has purposed you for, that he has created you for. It's easy to get caught up in the darkness. It's easy to stumble and to lose your way to get off the path when you don't have a light in front of you. Would you walk in the woods at nighttime with, with no type of light shining down on, on the pathway for you to see? If it's pitch black, dark outside, you wouldn't be like, oh, I'm just going to walk out in these woods, you know, it's really dark out here. I can't really see the path or whatever, but, you know, YOLO, you know, I'll just figure it out. I don't really know what's out here, but I'll figure it out. Whatever happens, happens. I mean, you might say that. If you do, that's between you and yourself. You know, that that's none of my business. But if you were wise, you would say, let me get a light of some sort. Let me get a flashlight. Let me use my phone light. Let me use something because even if it's the smallest light, that small light will light up that darkness. It'll light up. And of course, it won't. When you're in a forest, it's not going to light up the entire forest, but it's going to light up the path that you're on. So you ain't got to worry about the rest of the forest. Once your path is lit up, you ain't got to worry about looking left or right or looking backwards. All you got to worry about is walking forward. All right, God, here's this light. You know, I'm just keep this light going, you know, so I can I can see what's in front of me. Oh, if it's a if it's a big old tree that's that fell down in front of me. Cool. I'm gonna just walk over that. You know, oh, that, that's a rock. Let me swerve around that rock. Oh, is that uh, is that a snake? Uh-uh. Let me just, you know, swerve a little bit in the opposite direction. Let me go a little bit over here. Change the path up just a little bit so I can avoid that snake. That's what happens when you have the light of God's word. Guiding your life in a world full of darkness. Because he has called us to be that light. When you have God's word guiding you, when you have God's word inscribed in your heart, you begin to live it. You begin to. The more you read God's word, because the more that I was spending time in God's word, in, in the waiting season, because I had much more time in my day to do so. The more that I was reading and learning and studying and meditating and just writing down scriptures and putting it up on my prayer wall or, excuse me, on my scripture wall and, you know, writing in my Dear God journal, doing all of these things. God's word was just, I, it was just, I was drinking it up. 
I was just drinking and it was giving me so much nourishment, so much nourishment. And the times when I needed a certain scripture to come to me and in certain moments and certain circumstances that came up, it would come to me. The Holy Spirit would bring it to my remembrance. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shout out to you. He would bring it to my remembrance and I'd be like, mm, okay. And that would be at the forefront of my mind. And I would make the choice to do what's honoring and pleasing to God and not what's pleasing to my flesh. You can make a choice when a person cuts you off to cuss them out and to rant and carry on and be be mad for the rest of the day. You could have been having you a good day. The person cut you off and they was rude and they was doing too much. Now you pissed off. And now you're like, man, I don't even want to have I don't, I don't even care no more. You mad at everybody. You, you you taking it out on your friends and your family, on your coworkers. Like, you don't even care. And you allowed, you made the choice to give that person your joy and your peace. Because can't nobody take it from you. You have to consciously make the choice to give it to somebody. And I really learned that a few months ago, that it's not about a person coming to steal my joy and my peace. Because can't nobody take that from you. If, if I wake up and I'm like, I got the joy and peace of God within my heart. And people coming at me crazy all day, they can't come up to me and be like, snatched. Your joy and your peace, I just snatched it. They can't come and take it from me unless I, I, I have to give it to them. They can't, they have no power, no control over me to come up to me and say it's mine now you can't even have it anymore it's not a choice for you like no it's a choice for me to be like I either give it to them or I don't so are you going to give it to people or are you not going to give it to people and it's, it's just all about choices and that's why 119 you know I've really been spending more time reading it because it just talks so much about us keeping God's word hidden in our heart us spending time Reading God's word, us meditating on his word, us memorizing and learning his word so that we can obey it, so that we can live our lives in a way that's pleasing to God. And that has to be your number one goal. You have to make that choice yet again to live your life in a way that's honoring and pleasing to God and not worrying about pleasing other people, not worrying about pleasing yourself. You have to worry about pleasing God. And a lot of times I ask myself, you know, would God be pleased with the way I reacted? Would God be pleased with the way I said that? Would God be ple- like when you start asking yourself, would God be pleased with this before you do something? Or even if you're in the moment, if you're doing something and the Holy Spirit starts to convict you and, and he like, hey, you know that this ain't cool, right? Ask yourself like, dang, God, you know, I'm, I'm doing this right now. You know, I'm thinking about doing this like. Is that pleasing to you? Or even if you've already done it, even if you've already done whatever it is, if if you cursed out Karen at the Kroger because she was just so just mean and nasty to you and you just, you know, you're human. And I'm not trying to give you a pass like, oh, girl, you human, cuss out whoever. But I'm saying because you're human, you're going to fall short every day. But are you going to choose to, to fall short in that way every day or are you going to try more and more each day that God blesses you with to do better progression baby steps like you don't gotta go from cussing out Karen like you know if you was going if you used to cuss every single day you don't have to be like oh well I'm just gonna stop cussing cold turkey in one day that's not how habits are broken it takes time for a habit to break it took time for you to build that habit right 
So it'll take time for you to break that habit. But the same way, in order to build that habit, you make the choice to do those things. Because a habit is just you doing the same thing consistently. It's just you reacting to something consistently. So if you're used to cussing people out, that's a habit. So in the same way that you was like, you chose to cuss people out and you chose to be nasty to other people who are nasty to you. Okay, break that habit. Now you got to do the opposite. You got to choose to love those people, to be kind to those people. You got to choose to not cuss them out. And just slowly like take steps like that. You don't have to, you know, make these big, big leaps and bounds in order to grow. Like God is, is focused on your progression and he knows that things take times and that literally nobody's going to be perfect until he calls us home or until he returns so i don't care if you're 19 i don't care if you're 29 or if you're 99 you are still growing you still have things in your character that you can work on you still have habits that you can change you still have something some things about yourself that you can change and that you can Focus on working on and being better. Every last person on this earth. That it's just all about baby steps. Like that's that's all like that. And that's what keeps me going is, is I think about, okay, baby steps. And I focus on taking it a day at a time. And not being like, oh, well, you know, especially when it comes to things like, for instance, working out and, and eating healthier. I hate working out at home during quarantine. But I know that because I'm working from home, I'm not as active. As I could be. And I don't want to, you know, be out here 20 pounds heavier after. Especially because my goal before quarantine was to, you know, get into a, a certain shape. Have a certain um, have a certain figure that I was pleased with. That I was happy with. So, I had to make the choice this week. And I was like, man, I'm tired of like starting to work out and then stopping. Starting to work out and stopping. So, I made the choice this week to work out consistently. And to eat healthier. I don't have any junk food in my house. I made the choice. The girl, like, don't even buy them Oreos. Don't even buy them chips. Don't buy none of that stuff. If it's not healthy, don't even buy it. Because I know me. And I know that I'm going to choose chocolate over being in shape. Because in that moment, I'm still weak in that area when it comes to, to choosing, um, you know, healthy stuff. Or choosing not to give in to my cravings. And so I had to then make a choice to just not buy it at all. To not even have it in my house. And so the more that you become conscious of the choices that you make, the more that you're more intentional with your choices. Like, okay, I'm going to have to change up something. I'm going to have to do something different. Change it up and make better choices. In whatever area or areas in your life that you need to grow in. And then just start to do it. Just start taking baby steps. If you don't eat vegetables because you hate it, but you want to be healthier, then just start out by just trying one new vegetable, even if it's a canned vegetable. Girl, I don't care if it's canned corn, or girl or guy. I don't care if it's canned corn. I don't care if it's whatever in a can that's, a, that's considered to be a vegetable. Eat it. And even if you only eat a vegetable once or twice a week, you're making progress. And don't let anybody, including especially yourself, try to take that from you and be like, oh, well, you know, you're not really doing too much. Like, change ain't going to happen. Change don't happen overnight. So, you can't get in shape overnight. Like, you can't get fit in a week or even a month. You got to make the choice. And so, I'm hoping that you and even myself, that we continue or even start to try to make better choices every single day in every area of our life. Especially the ones that we're struggling in. 
And you can make better choices by first choosing God and his word. And when you choose those things first above all else, making other choices and becoming disciplined and consistent is a lot easier. It's, it's much easier. So I hope that this blessed you guys. And before you go, I'm going to, of course, do my closing prayer real quick. So everybody bow your head and close your eyes if you so choose. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this time that we have spent together. Thank you, God, for all that you have placed on my heart to say, not only to help the people that are listening, but also to help myself as well, Lord. And I just pray that every single day we continue to strive to grow closer to you, strive to grow stronger in our relationship with you, God, and just strive to do better and to make better choices. Even if it's quote unquote small, nothing is too small to you, God. I just pray that we are more conscious of the choices that we make and that we really strive to just make better choices and to make godly choices and to do what's pleasing and honoring to you, Father God, because you are what's most important to us, Lord Jesus. And for those who don't know who you are, Father God, I pray that maybe listening to this podcast, it has opened their eyes some or they're interested in in who you are. And if so, I'm going to say this prayer for those of you who are not saved but would like to be saved. So, Father God, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for sending your son, Jesus, who lived, died, and rose again just for me. I accept you now as my Lord and Savior over my life. Come into my heart, change me, and renew me. Amen. And so, for those of you that just prayed that prayer, if you were not saved, then congratulations. You're officially saved. And for those of you that are already saved, thank you for being continuing to listen to that part of our prayer. Um, if you guys have any prayer requests or any questions or topics that you want me to talk about, please feel free to email me at brianag 95 at gmail.com. That is B-R-I-A-N-A-G-95 at gmail.com. For any questions that you have for me or if you have a prayer request or any topics or anything like that. And so, um, yeah, I was going to give you guys a song to listen to for this week and a song that's really been helping me. So the song that I've been playing on repeat is The Blessing by Kari Job. It is the live version. And if you have never heard it. I really advise you to go listen to it because it really is amazing and it really will bless your heart and your spirit. And so I hope that you guys have a blessed rest of your night or if you're listening to this during the daytime, a blessed rest of your day and that you continue to choose God first above all else. And please remember growth is still growth even if you only take baby steps. See you guys later. Love you.